Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Fart! My, 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 my. Fart! My American. I've been tracking Sasquatches for 25 years. Fart! My American. Global awakening to the new world order. Pardon my American artificial intelligence Pardon my American Do you believe in UFOs? Yes sir Extraterrestrial Well hi ho there Christopher Hello hello Welcome back to another episode of the beautiful glorious Pardon My American podcast Fuck yeah Oh yes Yeah Davy Boy is still in Texas I can't wait to see his beautiful smiling face He'll be, mm. He should be back for the next one. And everybody, hey, it was his birthday. April 2nd was his birthday. April okay? 2nd was his birthday. So make sure to give him a good old happy birthday kick in the butt when he gets back. And I did send him a, a text message saying happy birthday. And he sent me a picture of what looked to be a double sun. And I'm not even kidding. It looked like two sons down in Texas uh. or Texas. I don't know where <laughs> Texas is. But yeah, it, it looked like, uh. and I go, a double sun? And then just no response. So <laughs> Typical Dave. There we go. No response. But yes, so everybody, good news. We got our graphics card. Video is on its way. It's coming back, okay? Um, Wednesday, hopefully we get that installed. Hopefully we get everything back and bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. We shall see if we get it done before Wednesday's show. I'm really, really hoping we do because we miss everybody. I yeah. was going to say I miss everybody's chats. I miss everybody's faces. I miss their calls. I miss everybody. You know, yeah. uh, it'll be close. It will be close. No yes. guarantees. No guarantees, but we're going to try the best we can. It came early. So we are grateful for that. Our tech guy is on vacation right now. So Yeah, but the part came early, man. I was <laughs> We were expecting the 18th. So either way, thank you guys so much for joining. And then go to PardonMyAmerican.com. We have a lot of good merch. We have shirts. We have sweatshirts. We got mugs, stickers, anything you want to help promote the show. Hell yeah. You guys wear it out. You guys throw it out there. People ask questions about it. Go, hey, what's Pardon My American? You go, it's a badass podcast. Yeah, take a picture of yourself wearing it. We'll post it up on ours too. Absolutely. We had a a, a young lady at the, the firing range. Yeah, locally. Yes. Okay. Wearing our shirt. Yeah. Okay. Put that shit on IG. Fuck yeah. All right. And then also, if you're listening to this audio, leave a five-star rating. Leave a review. I read those on the toilet, okay? I will uh, take my morning poo, wipe my butt, and read those reviews with a smile, mm. okay? I like happy poos. <laughs> I don't like downtrodden poos. Those are no Downtrodden good. poos? Downtrodden. Mm. It's so downtrodden. It does sound like a word that you would say while you're taking a, a dump. Downtrodden. I it sounds know. like what you're doing. Yes. While you're taking it up, yeah. that's what you're downtrodden. Yeah, like a, you go to the doctor, he goes, does it hurt when you downtrodden? <laughs> <laughs> no, doctor, it doesn't. Okay, <laughs> because I have good reviews. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yes, you guys awesome. You guys are awesome. Um, please leave those. I've been reading every single one of them. And yeah, keep them up. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. All right. So if you guys haven't checked out our episode with Big Ron, it was uh, mind-blowing. I mean, we, we just always go 
extraterrestrial. We go ham with Big Ron. We go ham, okay? <laughs> we go out there, we go hard. It was we go good. We, we covered a lot of different uh, aspects of... Just a, few, a few different topics. Yeah, just religion. We just kind of went at religion, we went aliens, we went at vibrations, and we kind of hit it from every angle. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. We did. I think we Eiffel Towered that thing. Yeah. You remember that move? Mm-hmm. You do the... Oh, wait. Well, let's not get into that. <laughs> well, anyway, <clears throat> yes, go check that out. And then today, have a couple topics. You know, I mean, the Russian Ministry of Defense is now claiming more evidence against the United States using uh, bioweapons over in in Ukraine, right? And then you have um, HIV drugs curb COVID-19 risks. Did you know that, Chris? Well, HIV drugs can curb your risk of COVID-19. Why? hmm. That seems kind of weird. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. And then um, the first thing that I do kind of want to dive into, because it kind of goes hand in hand with what we were talking about with Big Ron, Experts say humans could live longer by uploading their brains to the metaverse. So many people dream about the possibility of living forever. Russian billionaire Dmitry Itzkov. Of course his name is Dmitry. Ah, my name's Dmitry. You want to live forever? Come Evil with villain. me. Yes. Evil I villain. plug you into the metaverse. You want to live? Ah, <laughs> you die? Too bad. Ah, so sad. But if you want to live, follow me. I will plug you into this new AI metaverse technology. <laughs> Uh, humans are on the cusp of living longer lives. Itzkoff is part of a 2045 initiative, or 2045 initiative, which aims to, quote, eliminate aging and even death. Eliminate it. Hmm. He believes we can potentially upload our brains to the metaverse and live for over 150 years. Well, if you're a digital mind, you'd live forever, right? Well, he says the technology argues that by 2045, humans will be able to leave their physical bodies and be uploaded into the new ones thanks to the web. I don't know how long you'd be able to live. Well, but it's just like how long you'd be able to live in the metaverse after your physical body has died. But if you're you're uploaded digitally, you're forever. That never goes away. You would think so, unless there's something that degrades with the... uh, (laughs) Your consciousness. Somebody has a kill button somewhere. Yeah, it's like, yeah, let's put an algorithm <laughs> uh, your, your time's up. Yeah, let's get well, this. Maybe that's where the whole, you ever seen the movie End Time? I have, yes. Maybe that's where that, maybe you're just allotted a certain amount of time once you get into the metaverse. Yeah. And then you, you can either. Buy more you, time? You can buy more time or your time runs out. Yes. Like, and everything costs time. Yeah, get on that hamster wheel. Maybe. Whoosh. Maybe that's what that'll play in a factor. It says, according to the 2045 Initiatives Manifesto. Itzkoff told Daily Star that, quote, people will make independent decisions about the extension of their lives and the possibilities for personal development in a new body after the resources of the biological body have been exhausted. The resources of the biological body? Can't you just say, like, what you're born with? Like, your body. Mm-hmm. The resources of your biological body have been exhausted. And the concept is called mind uploading envisions people making digital copies of their brains that could live in a cyberspace. And so this, have you ever heard the show upload or seen the show upload no. on Netflix or no. Netflix? It's pretty much when you die, these, uh, depending on how much money you put into this, right? Mm-hmm. When you die, you can pay to have your brain uploaded to this, this space. 
and it's like this heaven that you live in forever and you can have uh you know depending on what you pay you can have access to certain things you can have uh you know, certain services, you can be allotted certain activities. Depending on what you can afford. Yeah. 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 But, um, the show is kind of interesting because I, the guy was murdered and he wants to know like who killed him, but it was like a, it's kind of like a rom-com. So it's, it's kind of funny, but then it's kind of, you know, suspenseful at the same time, you know? So, but it, it reminded me of a black mirror episode where, you had an elderly lady and she was dying of cancer mm-hmm. and the episode started out with two younger I think she was, you know, a lesbian in this, in this scene and not that, I, you know, that matters, but she was with her female lover enjoying a younger age. This was like, they were in their twenties. They were at the club having fun, dancing, all this shit. And it's like that whole night played out. You got to know the characters, right? That was yeah. a character buildup, but then boom, let's go to real life. She's elderly. She's on the bed. She's going to die. Okay, we're in the future. This is all white room, very futuristic. She's got the nano chip thing to her head. She's saying, oh, you know, like, where the hell am I? The doctors are saying, hey, welcome back. It's time for your medication. We're going to be doing this, blah, blah, blah. But when the time came to kind of, you know, she's going to die, they gave her the choice. They said, do you want to die in this life or do you want to live in your virtual life? Hmm. And they gave her the decision. And and so she had to kind of weigh the odds of what she had lived through her family, her physical life, you know, her husband, her, uh, I don't know if she was a, you know, um, secret. She was like, you know, holding off the secret of her homosexuality, but in, in her, in her virtual world, she uh, was attracted to women. Yeah. But in her real life, I think she, might have married a man. And I could have got this wrong, everybody. I haven't seen the episode in a while, but I'm just thinking like in along the lines is if you did have that secret, right? Like God forbid, if you're if you're homosexual, you should just be allowed to do whatever you want to do, right? Oh, just yeah. you know, just you know, it is it's your own thing. Do your own thing. But um it there are people that kind of hold that in and they don't explore that realm, right? Yeah. So it kind of this episode bordered the line of this morality versus, um, you know, I got to live my my dreams and my fantasies in my virtual world. And so but she also had kids that she cared about. Yeah. And you have things in your personal life and you have you have just a time where you you realize it's time to let go. It's time to move on and, and go on to wherever God wants you to go. Right. And so <clears throat> that's, that's was her decision at the end. I'm not going to tell you what she decided to do. Well, that but. would be, that becomes a faith and morality question upon yourself. Cause just having a, having a family and grandkids and that stuff wouldn't matter at that point. Cause you're going to die anyway. It's either die and you never see them again, or you move on to this digital life in this virtual reality and you never see them again. Well, never see them again is is subjective. You never know. Yes, because no one really knows where you go when you die, and this is offering. Well, that's that's why I was saying it's a faith and morality thing. Yeah. Do you stay faithful and say I'm going to go where God has destined me to go, Mm -hmm. wherever that is? I don't know what it is, 
but my faith and belief tells me that I will be going to heaven or whatever it is you believe. Yeah. Or do you, like we were saying in the last episode, do you cheat? Mm. And you prolong your life longer than it should have been. Yeah. Not only cheat, but this is, um, this is full bore. She already knows what it is. Like, yeah, she, she loves that life. She loves her partner in that, in the metaverse life, whatever the hell it is. And everything is real. She can stay young forever. She can have, she live on the beach. She can, you know, everything is great. So it's, do you want to live in that world forever? And you know what it is, or do you want to take the chance and move on to the next level of, you know, spirituality? I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it is kind of one of those things where I think that that is what the metaverse is going to become. Because I've always had this suspicious a secondary life. Well, they would have it be a way to control people, and they could reduce the population. But I mean, think about this: you could reduce the population, reduce the physical population, exactly, reduce the physical population, but increase the overall population because these people will still be servitude. They will serving you in this metaverse. Mm. They'll be providing some sort of service where you can tax them, you can make them do things. In order to make you a profit, uh, an outcome, uh, some sort of material, they can be productive. And it's a way to kind of, uh, it, it's it's evil, I think. I mean, it's a way to like, ugh. You know what I mean? Man, like, You realize how bad cybercrime would become? Oh, yeah. It'd be get crazy. Internet would be crazy. Well, dude, there was already a metaverse rape incident. <laughs> Some girl yeah. described she was raped in the metaverse, but I think uh, we saw video footage. Well, if you're in control of your own virtual reality, why wouldn't you just, at that point, if you're downloading your consciousness, basically what it would be. Yeah. You just all of a sudden, you're just a superhero. Well, yeah, and and so that's what I'm saying is like there's so many movies that have been kind of disclosing this feature, like the new guy oh, yeah. with Ryan Reynolds. Have yeah. you seen that? No. It's great, dude. Is it? Yes. It's about a uh, a non whatever player, like it's just a fucking uh, the player in the video game. Yeah, he's whatever just, they call those, he becomes like conscious, and he's like, well, I he kind of is living a, in a world that he shouldn't be, kind of. Yeah, and he decides his own fate, and then he starts acting outside of the realm of his scripted, you know, life, and people are looking at him like, "What are you doing, bro?" But he's achieving things that he never thought were possible. Yeah. Don't know. I mean, that could be a factor in your actual life if you lived that way. Do you think that we're in the Matrix right now, Chris? I definitely think uh, they ha- certain entities and organizations have a script for how you should be behaving. Oh, yes. And if you act out of that, you become a bad guy. Yeah. In their eyes. Yeah, and... um that's that's pretty much what we're seeing with political correctness, right? Yeah, with all of this, it's happening right now. Yes, yeah. I um I recently heard a quote. I think it was George Carlin that was describing political correctness as fascism cloaked in politeness. Mm, yeah, like it's just a you have fascism, but you put a nice little bow on it called politeness. Yeah, and that's your political correctness because it's people telling you what not to do. Yeah, how to live your life. Yeah. So, and once you, once you kind of put those restrictions on everything, like we're seeing with YouTube, YouTube actually just came out today or a couple of days ago saying that 
if you talk about Ukraine mm-hmm. bombing them, their own citizens, or if you talk about oh, yeah, Ukraine in any, yep. any, any sense yep. of the way, then we're going to demonetize your channel. Yeah. Well, okay. Then I guess we can't look at that avenue because that is a strategical warfare game. I mean, that's what people do, right? Yeah, it's guerrilla warfare. Yeah. I mean, the, I've heard Palestinians do this. Jerusalem, I mean, everybody does this, right? Yeah, you, it's you not, use what's around you. Maybe I shouldn't say everybody does this, but it's it's something that we've seen in various different war aspects where you will put your tank next to a preschool. Yeah, as a deterrent that they won't shoot you. Yeah, or you put a bomb that, or you put a missile loader that's shooting bombs at something. As somebody was describing to me, I was talking to them about the Palestine-Israel um, conflict, right? And they were saying that Israel's anti-missile defense mm-hmm. is built into retaliate or retaliate and so the way that it'll do that is wherever it sees a missile come from it will block that and then send a missile right back in that direction to yeah. where it came from yeah so to do to kind of like fit this model what they'll do is they'll put that they'll fire missiles from populated areas or put it in a school or a church or yeah. a hospital, anything like that. That's like, Oh, and so when this missile comes in, it's going to blow up a hospital. And all of a sudden Israel just blew up a hospital. Now the story's flipped and they're yeah. the bad guys. And now I'm not, honestly, people, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. Vice versa. It possibly could. I mean, I'm just saying this was the, the story that the, 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 my friend was telling me. So either way, um, I think we live in the matrix and we're all going to be fucking batteries soon. So that's the end of my, <laughs> don't get uploaded. Everybody refuse the upload. That's the, it's the mark of the beast. Honestly, I think it is. We, we shall see though. Uh, anyway, did you hear the HIV drugs can lower your COVID risk? Chris, I have, I just heard that. Yeah. So ask, ask your doctor, be like, Hey, I don't think I'm HIV positive. Um, but can I have some HIV drugs? <laughs> I just don't want to get COVID. So, uh, to anyone that reads that headline and say, oh yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong in your head. Oh yes. To think that just HIV medicine is going to curb COVID. But yet when people bring up hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or anything like that. Yeah. They're fucking idiots. Well, what is hydroxychloroquine? It's an antiviral, anti-malaria, antiviral drug. And remember the map of COVID infections back in the day when they had this worldwide breakout in Africa was like non-existent of COVID. Yeah. And we asked why. And it's because Africans were taking HCQ for anti-malarial diseases, right? And ivermectin. Possibly. I did not know that back then, but possibly yes. And so now all of a sudden you have these kind of interactions with the mainstream news and you have the scientific community coming out saying HIV drugs could help curb COVID-19. But not only that, but you've heard stories of people who get the booster and, you know, and so on and so forth. Their natural immunity wanes with that. Yeah. Well, their immunity as a whole to anything starts waning. Vades vaccine acquired immunodeficiency in system right or syndrome um and so this whole thing about hiv coming in now they're saying that doctors in france studied more than 500 people with hiv a third of whom were receiving long-term treatments 
with protease inhibitor drugs as part of an antiviral therapy. After accounting for other risk factors, individuals taking the protease inhibitors were 70% less likely to become infected with SARS-CoV-2 than patients who are not taking these drugs. Hmm. Wouldn't you know that? And then listen to this. This is uh, Dr. Steve Nagula from the intercommunal. Well, that makes fucking sense. Well, no fucking shit, dude. <laughs> if you have HIV and your immune system is fucked. Well, these, these of people, course, don't, they don't have HIV, though. But oh, yes, they did have HIV. I'm, I'm sorry. Yes. But of course, the, the people that are taking the drugs aren't going to get sick from other shit because their immune system is recovering. And the ones that aren't taking it are going to get sick because their immune systems are fucked. Yeah. That's kind of self-explanatory. That's the whole point of the, everything. Yeah, this is saying some new treatments for COVID-19 use protease inhibitors, which block the virus from multiplying. Quote, this is from Dr. Steve Nagula. He's uh, from the Intercommunal Hospital Center of uh, Villanueva, St. George. Protease Inhibitor drugs have long history for of use, a good safety profile, and are generally well tolerated. Okay, so we've been using these things for, things for a long time. They have a great safety po- profile, mm-hmm. and they're well tolerated among the public, mm. meaning like uh, no consequences, no side effects, no reactions. Yes, they have the potential to quote prevent the spread of infections and mutations of future variants. Haven't we heard that with ivermectin? Yeah. Maybe. Like Dr. Corey was saying, hey, this thing not only is a prophylactic, but it'll stop the proliferation of this shit. I just... Okay, maybe they do. Maybe those drugs do help. Mm Mm-hmm. But they probably help with a lot of things. It's not just a COVID thing. Yeah. That's why they give them to HIV patients mm. because it boosts their immune system. Yes. What's the key thing there that's working after they take these drugs? Your immune system. Mm-hmm. So it's not just these drugs are preventing COVID. They're preventing everything. Yeah. And that's, that's a speculation that some have had is that maybe these will cure a lot of things. And I'm not a fucking doctor and I'm not saying take but this I just shit. I just hate how they framed that. Exactly right. Of course, of course, the drugs you're giving HIV patients is going to stop them from getting sick. Well, that's the whole point of it. Not just getting sick, though. It's getting sick from COVID. That's the only they just put that in the headline because that's the only thing they look for. They needed a COVID headline. Well, there you go. But maybe it got them sick with other things. Maybe they got they also probably got less sick from the flu. They probably got also got less sick from the common cold they mm-hmm. probably almost got they got less sick from anything else that is going around yeah any virus yeah it's an antiviral right and so that begs the question if this stops covid what else can it stop anything that's a viral fucking maybe, illness maybe you know and, and viruses act in different ways they have different you know antigen receptors and whatnot and we can all explore that but it's worth exploring yeah, not being shunned in the news and not talking about it. Exactly. So if if this one antiviral works, why wouldn't you like you just said? Why wouldn't you explore all the antivirals? Why wouldn't that be the number one first fucking thing you do? Absolutely. And then do you hear this? Uh, there's this new clip of Anthony Fauci mm. where it was him back in the day saying that natural immunity 
is was best. the best thing that you could do. No, 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 no. Just There's no need it. to get a vaccine. The natural immunity is what it, it is. As long as you get it, and you're, he didn't say if you recover. He just like if you get it, yes, you're better off. And now anomaly reposted that on Twitter, and he goes, "Natural immunity doesn't sell vaccines," mm-hmm. and I couldn't agree more. So here's a 28 second clip of Dr. Fauci back in the day talking about, uh, uh, you know what? No need for that vaccine. Just go ahead and get the disease because that's the best way to get over this crap, right? Uh, but she's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And so she if, she re- if she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. Oh, if Ooh. she really has the flu, she right. should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it, it's the be, it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. Oh my! Oh, God. there's 28 seconds of truth. There you are, Fauci. So you just kind of blew everything out of the water that you said every single day. The vaccine so that would going to help you with everything. Uh, that would go hold true for everything, but the science has changed, Chris. Okay, if you bullshit. If you get a sickness, you get an illness, your body fights it off automatically. That's what your body does. That's what your immune system is for. And if you recover from that illness and sickness, your body knows how to fight it. That's unless it's COVID. Unless it's COVID, Chris. Okay, that's always been the science. If it's COVID, your body doesn't know what to do with it. So that way, you need a vaccine, and you might need four more, and that's just the way it goes. Okay, your body doesn't know how to handle COVID. It's an anomaly. It's, it's an it, enigma. It's because it's made in a lab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are these vaccines. And so the uh, that is just the the way that the cookie crumbles. You know what I mean? Whatever you say today, just prepare for that to be used against you in the future. And Dr. Fauci forgot that. I hope he rots in hell, bro. I really do. I hope that there's a, a nice jail cell waiting for him over in Gitmo. You know, just because he is the voice of this whole campaign, regardless. Oh, yeah. And I I get that Trump is out there pushing the vaccine, saying, you know, and people have gotten vaccinated because Trump said to go get vaccinated. I I completely understand that. And that's one of my flaws against Trump. You know, like, I feel like he should have been more pro therapeutic saying, hey, listen, fuck the mandates. I mean, obviously, Trump can't come out and say that. But he's like, what these governors are doing, this is uh, this is not uh, this is incomprehensible. We can't have this. This is a whoever thought about this locking. These people can't go to work because they don't have a vaccine. It's pro-choice. Okay, what happened to my body? My choice. Oh, where did that go? <laughs> you know. So just come out and say something along those lines of just. And I get it. He has to stay neutral. Optics. Blah. Yeah, I, I'd have favored it much more if he did the whole time just come out and say, "I'm not going to tell you to get it or not to get it," or just say, "Look, you know, I took." Just focus on what he took. Be like, you know what? I didn't take the vaccine, but I took uh, Regeneron. I took uh, therapeutics, and I had the best of the best, and I did whatever. No, I, I would have I respected him more if he would have not done any of that. If he had just absolutely stayed neutral. Just said, it's I'm not going to tell you to go take this or take that. I'm not going to tell you what I think is best. It's your choice to figure it out. Absolutely. And just say, look, I'm anti-mandate. The, these governors are doing is horrible. It's horrendous. People should not be losing their jobs, yeah. but you got to do what you got to do and you choose whatever you want to do, right? It's yeah. your body, your choice. Yeah. But it would have been much better if you'd have done something like that. Yeah. In my opinion. Yep. 
So anyway, pivoting the discussion here to this Russia propaganda. Okay. We got some more Russia propaganda coming out because they're, they're providing documents, Chris. Okay. Whenever you have a document that has a signature, it has some sort of model and uh, you have some design work behind it. Yeah. And then it tells people where things are and where things are coming from. That isn't the actual story that's going out there. It's obviously fake, right? And, yeah, and you have letters of correspondence saying like, hey, let's use these weapons. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious Ru- Russian propaganda. I mean, there's no no ifs, ands, or buts about it. On Wednesday, the Russian Ministry of Defense presented what it claims is evidence of the U.S. Department of Defense bioweapons program in Ukraine. We have Lieutenant General Igor Kirilov. I'm so bad at this. Chief <laughs> Chief of Nuclear, Biological, and uh, Chemical Protection of the Russian Army mm. claimed to have evidence that the United States and Ukraine were working on means to deliver biological weapons to Donbass and Russia via drones. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. And they came out and named names, bro. They came out and named at least 12 different people and they were like they had a a whole like presentation about these people. They were saying like this is what they did. Here's what they said. Here's who they are. It was fucking in depth man like these the Russians are coming out with uh, what they call sauce. Okay in in this business. Okay it's proof. It's receipts. It's fucking documents. Yeah. Right. It's evidence. And this is what I'm saying is like can we not accept this into our investigation here people. Yeah, and see, and this is where the struggle comes in, because our whole lives, we've been taught to think that Russia Russia is just the evilest entity on this planet. Yes. And now we're coming in, coming to the forefront of all this is where everyone's starting to realize how much our government lies to us. Mm -hmm. And then you stop to think... You say, I'm not supporting what Ukraine is doing. I'm not supporting what Russia is doing and all this whole war thing, which apparently the war's over now. So, <laughs> well, we'll see. But, but you have to think if, if the government's been lying to us about all this other shit, who's to say how long they haven't been lying to us about Russia? Exactly. Yeah. And that, that's the, the thing that everybody has to question is it's a backwards world now. Yeah. It's upside down world. And so those who they are reprimanding and saying who are evil are not. Yeah. So then you have to ask whether it's right or wrong. I mean, the future will tell. Mm-hmm. But is is Russia real? The evil ones here. Well, and you have it, to have they ever been. I mean, obviously, they have been at one time at one point in time. But that doesn't mean they are now. But it's like Germany. People go to Germany all the time. Germany was the worst fucking place on the planet at one time. Uh huh. Well, yes, at one time. Yes, for a specific, uh, yes. But are they now? No. Well, so here's the deal is um, you have to look at perspective, obviously, but you have to look at um, what's the, what, who gets the most out of something. Mm-hmm. If you describe Saddam Hussein as a warmonger and somebody who is a dictator and abuses everybody and this is like he's a, you know, he must be removed. He's putting chemicals on his own people. Yeah. He has weapons of mass distraction or mass destruction or mass distraction hey, or mass distraction. That's what I like to say. But we must remove him. 
and you've been fed these lies. You, you remember the whole incubator, the babies being thrown out of the incubators? Remember this? Mm-hmm. There was a woman who testified in front of Congress saying that she witnessed um, Saddam's forces throwing babies out of incubators because they needed the incubators for some other reason. And the babies just died there on the floor. That was completely fabricated, completely made up. It was propaganda, 100%. And they used that story. They used everything else. They had um, Colonel or Colonel Cole. Colonel? What the hell is it? Colin Powell? Oh, Colin Powell. Colin Powell up there saying like they have this weapons of math, you know. To be fair, they might have had weapons of mass destructions and moved them out. I don't know. But the story that you sold to get us over there was bullshit. And it was based off of they were going to sell their oil, not based on the U.S. dollar. Yeah. That's it. They were going to do their own shit and the U.S. banks wouldn't have that. So you went and killed the motherfucker. And you took over that country. You had regime change, just like you did with you someone that was going to follow what, exactly what you wanted. Yes, and what did what did they do with all the leaders who were against this vaccine in their countries? All of the, you know, um, Tanzania took him out. He died. Uh, all of the other ones who don't want to give this vaccine to their people, they said, "Nope, we're not going to go with our plan. We're going to take you out, bro." Every one of them died. And so it's like, how does everybody who goes against the vaccine die, uh, as far as like world leaders go? How does everybody who goes against the U.S. bank, this dollar, this petrodollar, they all die? So now you're saying that Russia's been the bad guy this whole time? And we, we've seen what you've been doing, U.S. government. We've seen what you've been doing, uh, all of our allies who claim that they're our allies. And Trump's like, they've never been our allies. They, they, you know, they're backstabbers. They say that they're all around. And that's why people are, you know, inclined to trust Trump more than the news and everyone else, because they can see that Trump is saying, yes, I see what you're saying, Trump. You're you're waking me up. You're you're telling me that these people have been selling us lies to go to war for the past, you know, several hundreds of hundreds of years, if not more. Yeah. And so I. Now we have this Ukraine-Russia thing, and Russia's actually providing evidence. And the, he goes off, this, this Krilov guy, this lieutenant general, he says he presented a request by the Ukrainian aircraft manufacturer Motor Sitch to the Turkish maker of unmanned aerial vehicles, UAVs, um, Bayraktar, Bayraktar, I guess, dated on December 15th, 2021. So Motorsick inquired whether Bayraktar drones possessed, quote, an aerosol spraying system mechanism with capacity exceeding 20 liters, to which Bayraktar replied no. So from what I'm getting from this is that um, Bayraktar is this Turkish manufacturer of unmanned aerial aerial vehicles so mm-hmm. bayraktar makes these drones makes the drones yeah right and you had ukrainian aircraft manufacturer motor sitch talking to the turkish drone maker saying hey do you have aerosol spring system make the mechanics uh with system capacity if, you, if we use if we use your drones can you put things on it so we can ah. spray things from the air it will ex- exceed 20 liters eh? And they says no, all right? 
Motorsich also goes on and goes, Is it capable of achieving a range of 300 kilometers? I don't know why I'm speaking uh, like a Russian, but is Ukrainian kind of like Russian? I don't yeah, know. I'm uh, ignorant there. So this would put major Russian and Belarusian cities such as Rostov, Krusk, and Minsk within range. Uh, Krylov, the lieutenant general, called this, quote, a real threat of large-scale use of biological weapons on the territory of the Russian Federation. So 300 kilometers, this motor sitch company was asking the the drone maker can your drones fly 300 kilometers yeah um krilov the lieutenant general also pointed out that the u.s government had granted patents to drone systems capable of delivering bioweapons attacks such as quote the toxic mosquito aerial release system patented on march 3rd 2015 by t-m-a-r-s hmm so, so patented a system where they could release a bunch of bloodsuckers into the the mosquitoes, the dude. And remember how we talked about what are they releasing in California and Florida? Yeah, they were releasing the mosquito. They had DNA modified the genetically mosquito, modified genetically modified those mosquitoes, mm-hmm. so they could release them and mate with the mosquitoes in the area, and then they'd basically kill off the kill natural off, population. Kill off the population. And nothing would be left except for these genetically modified ones. Yeah. Because who knows how long they'll live. Yeah. And how do you gather them back up? You wouldn't. You can never get them back. It's just like once you inject something into like, your body, it's there. What if they made these genetically modified mosquitoes to kill off the mosquito population, except for these ones, obviously. But when they made the genetic modification, they made them so they never stopped growing. Ah, but here's the and question. they live forever. But doesn't this beg the question? Is if it if it was genetically modified to kill the population, what else can it kill? Yeah, right. What if it <laughs> fucking comes and sucks my blood? Am I gonna die now? <laughs> right? Is it is it just gonna transfer its mucus from its needle nose and into my arm or into exactly. my, wherever it bites me? Now I got a third nipple on my back. <laughs> I don't want that shit. <coughs> So this is saying the patent describes the toxic mosquito as, quote, a device of aerial release of mosquitoes, including a mosquito breeding bin and the mosquito food housed within the mosquito breeding bin, a toxin within the mosquito food, the toxin suitable to be transmitted by a mosquito bite. Mm. That's all in quotes. The patent notes that a mis- this is a quote here. A mosquito delivery system for lethal and non-lethal applications is not available. If uh, if such a delivery system enab- enabling legal non-lethal uses were available, it could later be adapted for material uses. So legal or uh, should legal restraints be altered or eliminated? So it's saying it's not legal right now, but if if you did kind of change it in the future, mm-hmm. we could we could make your needs for non-lethal usage. Hey, you know what the sound of death is? What? <laughs> Yeah. Well, to be fair, it's mosquito flying by your ear. It, <laughs> it said non-lethal, okay, and so well, so thus the patent. We notes, know what we all know what they do in secret. Yeah. So it notes that it was currently illegal at the time. However, such military use is overtly implied by the patent. So it says, "Quote: Throughout military history, the health of one's troops has always been an important determining factor." Soldiers on the ground can only properly function if they're not ill, sick, or dying from a deadly virus or pathogen. 
A soldier whose immune system is trying to fight a bug or a pathogen will have no energy or ability to fight other soldiers. Sickness can be a very valuable military tool Mm -hmm. that can be more devastating than the most up-to-date military guns and or equipment. Since making the enemy troops sick is an important military objective, one must look at what means are available to get the pathogens, germs, and viruses to the enemy. Biological (laughs) Biological warfare. Yes. Yeah, and it goes on to say, quote, enemy troops can now be wiped out or rendered useless without having to risk or endanger our own troops. The toxic mosquito aerial release system is extremely low cost and can easily accomplish what a billion dollars in medical interventions and airstrikes cannot do. Yeah, so you basically dry, fly a bunch of drones over all their their military bases, drop mm-hmm. thousands of mosquitoes, incapacitate your enemies so they can't fight, and then there's no need to... No need to go to no war. Need, no need to war because you can just walk in. And you can just blame it, have the ma- mainstream news blame it on an outbreak. Oh... Poor Russia had an outbreak of malaria. Yeah. Let's Are go they, take them over. They just, you know, they all died. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It must have been an outbreak. There was a big swell of these mosquitoes, I guess. So, I don't know. You tell me. Hey, here's an idea. Instead of in, trying to invent fucking ways to incapacitate your enemy so the the war is easier, how about just don't fucking go to war? Why do you need to fuck with everybody? Because they got to take over the world. That's the new world order motto. I know. But. And this this is kind of going to go along the lines of kind of what we were talking about in the last episode. This is it's going to get to a point where the people of the country, not the governments. Yeah. Will not stand for it anymore. Oh, absolutely. Any war. Because there's no the people of the countries never want war. The people never want war. Mm -hmm. The governments are all always the ones that push things into that yeah the unfortunate part is the war doesn't impact us and that's that's always been the the scenario is like we go destroy other countries without feeling the repercussions of what we destroy yet yet but that is why you have retaliation and that's the libertarian argument is that you bomb a muslim the muslim will bomb you and someone else and then it just you will okay then retaliate and go bomb more Muslims. Yeah, and it's like it's a never-ending cycle of retaliation, and you know that that's the way that it works—an eye for an eye, right? Yeah. But who started it? Us, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That goes back way farther than anyone can remember. But it's like that's—it's not gonna—it's not gonna work. Like, bombing people will cause them to want to bomb you. Well, yeah. Yeah. So that's just it. Well, that's the thing. It's It's got to get to a point where the the people themselves are in more control of what their representation is doing. Yeah. And that's what I think this whole movement, the, the whole Trump populist movement is about. It's about getting involved at the local level and knowing who your mayor is, knowing who your sheriff is. Running for office, and knowing for exactly board. who the fuck you're electing into the into these positions, yes, not just to someone that has a D or an R next to their name, yeah, and hopefully making a change to where these public offices that aren't being voted in yet, so like the Anthony Fauci's of the world that mm-hmm. were just elected by some sort of executive branch, not even elected, just put in place. That's what I meant, selected. Yeah, those would be elected officials, 
moving forward. And in everybody who has these wide ranging decisions to impact everybody. Oh yeah. Would be voted upon. They should be. They should be. Absolutely. But it's us, the people that are ignorant of that process. We're ignorant of who our mayors are. We're ignorant in such a low level of, and, and it's partly our fault, but it's partly because we've been distracted about the shiny object. It's the, yeah. it's the social media. Hey, look at it's this the, while we condition you on the backside. Exactly. It's the sports. It's the social media. It's Hollywood. It's everything, right? Yeah. And that's um, by design. I think that, you know, you have our own government, you know, intelligence communities working behind those to purposefully drive distractions like with the media, with Hollywood and drive cultural changes and, you know, like the George Floyd movement, the the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, weapons of mass distraction. And there you go. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, so to, just to finish this off, and I know we're going to kind of end it here early a little bit, but Russia did not provi- or pre- present any evidence that the toxic mosquito or similar U.S. UAVs have been used in Ukraine. Okay, we do have to say that. However, in March, the Biden administration announced it would provide, quote, 100 tactical unmanned aerial systems, so UAVs, to Ukraine. So Biden said that he would give 100 of these UAVs over to Ukraine. He didn't say why. The neo-Nazi Azov Battalion in Maripol has been noted for its extensive arsenal of high-tech drones in Europe's poorest country leading many observers to conclude the drones may have been supplied by the West. Hmm. Russia is now calling for an international inquiry into the U.S.-Ukraine bio-research program. So we'll see where that goes. I yeah, don't, That I don't could be a big can. Well, and, and then also, honestly, before we go, I do want to play this clip because this was um, something that I just, I can't believe that it was removed from, from the media. This was a clip of Zelensky saying that the Azov battalion was actually joined into the Ukrainian army, the military. Mm. So they, they became a faction. And I found an article on CNN saying that, yes, uh, the Azov battalion became part of the Ukrainian military, which if you don't know, are remnants of Nazis. They are neo-Nazis dude. And, and I did look up some because you can see these Azov battalion with the black sun. Right, everybody's pointing out the black sun patch or the mm. the image of the black sun on their chest. Yeah, that is nothing but a satanic slash Nazi symbol. Now, now it is. Mm. It used to not be, but the the way that they had it um, back in the Nazi era with the twelve, it had twelve. It was a circle with twelve segments, mm-hmm. all by these. Uh, I forget what they're called, but they used those segments to create the SS, right? And they altered the meaning so, so much like throughout history when somebody takes an image or or a, a symbol that meant something that was like peaceful and they turn it into their hateful kind of whatever, like victory. Yeah, they did the same thing with the swastika. Exactly, right? And so here is Zelensky being interviewed by Brett Baer, And Zelensky acknowledges that the existence and the integration of the Azov Nazi battalion happened with the Ukrainian military. Okay. And you're going to have, obviously, an interpreter. Okay. So it's not going to be Zelensky's voice, but it'll be the interpreter. But you'll have Brett Bear in there. Okay. 
this is these reports about the Azov Battalion that is said to be Nazi-affiliated organization operating as a militia in your country, uh, said to be committing their own atrocities. What should Americans know about that unit, about those re reports? So Azov was one of those many battalions. They are what they are. They were defending our country. And later, I want to explain to you. Everything uh, from uh, all the components of those volunteer battalions later uh, were um, incorporated into the, the military of Ukraine. Those uh, Azov uh, fighters are no longer self-established uh, uh, group. They are a component of the Ukrainian military. Back in 2014, there were situations when our volunteers were uh, encircled and some of them did violate laws, uh, laws of Ukraine. And they actually were taken to court and got uh, prison sentences. So law is above all. Okay. So back in 2014, they were integrated into the Ukrainian army. Yeah, they absorbed them. Right? And they are what they are. But they're fighting for our country. They are what they are, you know? Like... They violated the law. Well, Ukrainian law, right? What was that law? What did they violate? What did they do? Why did you arrest them? Why were these people... Uh, did they burn people at a stake? Did they crucify people and light them on fire? Like these videos that we've been seeing, right? Um, here is an article from March 30th, 2022. From CNN, a far-right battalion has a key role in Ukraine's resistance. Its neo-Nazi history has been exploited by Putin. CNN. And it says, um, yeah, Azov, Azov's military and political wings formally separated in 2016 when the far-right National uh, Corps party was founded. The Azov Battalion had by then been integrated into the Ukrainian National Guard. Hmm. Hmm. Uh -huh. and, and you saw the video of the Red Cross transporting the Azov Italian, yeah, and the Ukrainian military. It doesn't matter. Red Cross should not be transporting any military unless they're trying. No, the Red Cross itself isn't a military force. No, they're supposed to be treating people. And, yeah, right. But these were healthy soldiers getting off, just like that was a good ride. Okay, where are we going next? No. So I'm like, okay, what is the Red Cross being paid to do? What are they doing over there? Eh. We've seen we've seen certain things about them, right? And just charities in general. So you never know where your money's going. Anywho, I think that uh, that's all I had for today. I think that you know we can wrap it up a little bit early, and I can't wait until Davy Boy is back in studio. Hopefully, we got some video for you guys next Wednesday. We'll see what happens. No promises, but we're gonna try. Yeah. Right. Great show, Christopher. Awesome, dude. Raise your glasses. Alrighty. Until next time, everybody. Sayonara. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.